Yeah, that that led to uh, September of 1997, my first year at Berkeley. Right. Okay. So you get up to Berkeley, you make that that trip up I-95 or whatever it is up to Boston mm-hmm. from Baltimore, um, and then you get there. I mean, that must have been. You know, I know all the amazing musicians that were there around that time. Mm-hmm. And then, did you start studying with Dave Samuels immediately? Immediately. Okay. I studied with Dave for my first six semesters. And then my seventh semester, I went to somebody else. I just wanted to try it, mm-hmm. but it didn't necessarily work. And then, um, I mean, he's great. It just didn't work for me. Right. And then I went back to Dave for my last semester. So um, my just to be quite honest, I mean, my only true lessons with Dave were really my first semester. Um, for me, my lessons came outside of school. You know, mm-hmm. I just tried to play as much as possible. Right. And there was a great club for that in Boston. And there still is. It's still there. It's a historical landmark. It's called Wally's Cafe. Well, the first person who brought, who brought me to uh, who brought me to Wally's was a, a drummer named John Lampkin. Mm-hmm. He's from Baltimore. And uh, on one of his trips back to Baltimore to visit his family, he stopped at my parents' house, brought the vibraphone back for me. So we came down to um, Wally's, and he, want, he wanted to, te- to check me out. So he said, all right, Warren, we're going to play whatever you want to play. So I called all the tunes I know, you mm-hmm. know, again, Sugar, Summertime, <laughs> um, uh, Grooving High, you know, stuff like that. I just knew how to play all those. All the classics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at, after the night was over, and the gig paid very little, but, you know, for 17 years old, 50 bucks was cool for me. Right. So. Uh, I think the gig there still pays 50 bucks. Yeah, it still does. <laughs> <laughs> so. He, they said, yeah, yeah, you sound good. Why don't you come back tomorrow night? I said, cool. So I left the instrument there, and we came back the next the next night, and I was ready to play. I was about to call those same songs again. He said, all right, we're not doing that. You're going to have to sit sit here and check out these songs we're playing. Now, the songs that they called are definitely tunes I think everybody should know. But one in particular, it always just comes to mind, is uh, You Stepped Out of a Dream. Mm-hmm. So they started playing that song. So as usual, I didn't, well, I didn't know the melody. Wayne or whoever the horn player was, they always took the first solo. So I remember I was used to sit down because they had a little little step like right where I, I was set up. So I would sit down with some paper. And I was like, all right, let me write these, let me write these changes out. <laughs> but I was like, man, I can't write all these changes out to every <laughs> single tune they playing tonight. I was like, let me just go here, rely rely on my ear like how I used to do when I was in middle school and right. high school. So I was like, all right, obviously the song is in C. I was like, let me just kind of listen to if I hear the next chord movement that's known in jazz, the two five ones. Right, <laughs> so right, I was right. like, let me just listen for those. All right, I hear that one here, I hear it here. I might miss it this time, but I'll get it the next time around. So, you know, it just slowly things like that started to happen. You right. know. A long story short, you know, I just kept frequenting this club all the time. I mean, at least whenever whenever I could. Even if I even if I wasn't on the gig you know, I got cool with the uh, the bouncers and the, and the club owners because you had to be 21. But they would say, okay, you know, he's played here a few times. He's cool. Just make sure you go in the back around the corner so nobody can see you. You know, <laughs> just get some cops walking here. Right. But um, I would just go in there and just listen and right. listen and as much as I could. Um, well, not even just listening to live stuff. I was buying records a lot, too. Right, right. Because at, at the time, you know, Tower of Records used to be right across the street from Berkeley. And I think Verve was really hot at the time. Yeah. Something always was coming out in Verve. So right. I was like, all right, let me go see what's happening, what's new. Right. So I spent all of my money on on um on CDs. So that way if I didn't if I couldn't 
uh, make it down to the club, I would just be in the room checking out stuff. So, you know, I learned more tunes that way, and I learned how to hear them correctly. Because if somebody nowadays recorded a, not all the time, but if somebody nowadays recorded a, a, a standard, chances are they're going to re- rearrange it. And I'm going to think, okay, this is how the That's song right. goes. And I was right. like, no, nah, I got to go back. Let's hear how the song was originally recorded. Right. So. You know, the way I studied in high school, I was studied in the Berkeley system. I didn't right. know that. I mean, whatever. Oh, so you had to play electric guitar. Yes. The Berkeley exactly. system. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it was like a lot of things. When I basically... Uh, they're, they're, okay, Berkeley, they're very, they're very smart people there right. the Berkeley Empire right <laughs> um, I mean it is an empire they're they're yeah. amazing and 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 the, the way they they, they globalize the school right. so they send their representatives around the, the world and they go to some major cities and those people say okay we're here to audition and they ask right. around and they say who are the top students if you right. have any jazz programs and they invite them to audition right and those are the people they end up giving scholarships to come to the school which is amazing because then you don't have to travel to the states and audition to the school you just you go to you know to your city you audition and suddenly you have a scholarship right and they say okay i'm just gonna buy a plane ticket and go study abroad and right so they they did it they came to tel aviv and they Somebody said, you want to come audition for Berkeley? And I, I did. And, of course, Yuval, my brother, did it a year earlier. And so he went there. The <laughs> and I just, you know, I just, it was just. It the was next a, place. Yeah, it was, it was easy place. because there were other people that were doing it. I guess right. if I was the first person, it would be, probably I would freak out and maybe not do it. But because there were other people that did it, Berkeley had always a re- reputation in Israel. And I had my older brother who right. went there and took a semester off to come back. Save some more money, and we both of us came back together. Right. Rented an apartment, and then you know, after Yuval and I went there, Avishai joined us for right. one semester. The three of us were there, which was quite hilarious. So what? So okay, just jumping back to Berkeley. So besides your brothers, um, that are there, I mean, I know there was another kind of. There's some other great Israeli musicians that were at Berkeley, and but I mean, who who was like kind of influencing you once you got there, as far as your peers, and I mean, certainly teachers too, or whatever. What was that period like, or was it just? You and your brothers, then you're like, I can't wait to get oh, to New York. Oh, no, no, not at all. I didn't even know I want to move to New York. And, you know, my brothers and I, you know, we each did our thing, but we weren't playing together back then. Mm. It was not really, we we're definitely each one, like, just going for whatever we we're going. Um, not thinking as if nothing as a, as a family. It was just going back home, knowing that they were my roommates. Right, right. That's it, basically. Right. Um, let me see. Who was at school when uh, when I was there? There. Uh... I don't know because I wasn't there. Yeah. No. I'm trying to... <laughs> okay. So Miguel Zanon. Okay. Arrived uh, and left Berkeley to get the same time as me. We arrived the same semester and. Uh, wow. And uh, Miguel was a, a big influence on me. Mm. Actually, I don't think even he even knows that. Uh, because uh, Miguel, you hear that? Okay, it's out there now. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. Uh, um, you know he's he's from from Puerto Rico and and he's a very uh, um, you know excellent player. But we got to play together in a, in a Latin band, mm. uh, you know, which also very general name Latin band. But you know playing so Afro Cuban Afro Cuban music <laughs> and a, and um, and it was just we were the two horns Miguel and I, mm. and just the understanding you know being. You know, listening to Lester Young, you know, coming from yeah. like a school of like you know laid back and swinging, and you know, learning a whole different uh, way of approaching time, which is basically on top of the beat, 
mm-hmm. and you know playing you know Afro-Cuban rhythms that that are, are percussive and and mm-hmm. the way you 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 tongue uh, the the way you you and also his curiosity on stage the way he was always involved like with what the percussion parts and always kind of like you know drumming with on his body like the same riffs together with the percussion and just watching him and, and and feeling you know trying to imitate the way he where he feels the, the the music was like really um you know beside the depth of the soloing and how what a great student he was so so Miguel was uh, you know we got to play a lot together and even traveled and played and played a lot of gigs together and uh, yeah. it was uh, it was uh, kind of interesting it's it's nice to see him uh, out there doing his thing doing great yeah he's, he needs an, an awesome beautiful cat yeah definitely probably the next you know stage was Berkeley going to Boston like so many great musicians right. mm-hmm. but can you just kind of talk about how that happened and I mean we're always joking with you that you that you carved out your base and then <laughs> You know, rode your way to the mainland, but I, I realized there was probably an airplane no, involved. No, didn't quite work out that way, sir. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Right. Thank you. I'm, I'm willing to finally accept that it didn't happen like that. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, just kind of how you ended up at Berkeley and what it was like kind of, you know, getting there and the musicians that you met and everything. But specifically how you got there from St. Well, Thomas. I mean, they had a high school uh, comp- competition at right. Berkeley. Okay. Well, uh, of course, island, island style, the... Uh, Application got in late, so we weren't able to. We weren't able to actually like compete. Carrier pigeon right. <laughs> we weren't able to actually compete in the high school competition at Berkeley, but they were like, still come up, you will still be able to get adjudicated a certain kind of way, and right. and they'll be able to, um, you know, give you some pointers or whatever, and right. experience Boston, whatever. I guess they gave us some hotel rooms, or whatever. So we were like, okay, let's let's go up anyway. And only two of us end up going. Uh, to Berkeley, but I think I, yeah, I got maybe I got some money. It wasn't a whole bunch, but enough to say like, oh yeah, that's where I'm going to go. I didn't even apply to any other school. So anyway, I got to uh, Berkeley in in uh, the fall of '92. Mm-hmm. I have to get into that par- partial scholarship half a year before or whatever, and uh, I say that changed my life. That changed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, coming to Boston. Being in a in a city, not just Berkeley, but the New England Conservatory, uh, um, you know Boston, so many musicians in the Boston area, right, right. and opportunities to play really opened up so much for me. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean, just I mean, I just walked into Berkeley. Maybe the first was the first day. It was the first day I pretty much got there, checking into the dorms, trying to look look for my room or whatever. This dude saw me with the electric bass on my back and you know he, he confirmed he's like that's that's electric bass on your back I was like I was like yeah yeah he's like you wanna play a session I'm like oh it, it, he just wanted to make sure it wasn't a guitar yeah yeah exactly because yeah, yeah, like, no, no, we have plenty of guitar players <laughs> at Berkeley right <laughs> and uh he he told he said well I think it was early in the day so it was like 12 1 o'clock whatever he says uh 4 o'clock at room E11 or whatever it was we're gonna let's just meet us there, and we'll. we'll, we'll uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, great. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My first gig yeah, in the yeah. states. <laughs> the so day I, I, I just, arrived. Uh, yeah, I just went to that room, and it was just a random group of like musicians. I don't even remember how it went. I think it was a pretty sad session, but <laughs> but we just started jamming. I, I I swear, from that day on, pretty much the whole time I was in Boston, I played every day. Mm. 